LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Stephen Doyle here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. The Candy Stripes are heading south to Leaside and I've been chatting to title-chasing Derry City boss Rory Higgins. Take the point and move on because we know that Oriel Park over the last number of years has been an extremely difficult place to go to. Saints flyer Jay McClelland is going into another big Dublin derby. Kind of building up to Friday night, you kind of... You forget how big the crowds are, like they're playing on Friday night. All the past fans chirping away. It was great. It kind of gives you gives you his boost. In the first division, Kerry boss Billy Denny senses a victory coming for his young charges. One of those performances now that we need to look to grow from and build from and use add on to the next round of games and use it as a benefit to try and pick up a few results in this next round. And New Zealand native Corbin Piper gives his first impressions of Irish football after his move to Wexford. The boys kept kept fighting until the end. It was great to come back from a uh, being down 1-0 On match day 10 in the Premier Division last Friday night's action was all restricted to the capital but there was no restriction on excitement levels with humdingers in Dublin 7 and Dublin 24 producing a total of 9 goals Table toppers Bohemians saw their lead cut from six to four points after they lost 3-2 at home to St. Patrick's Athletic, who are now up to second, bouncing back from a poor start to the season. And Jamie Lennon does well and he receives it back from McClellan and he breaks forward and now bows look wide open as the ball's played through to Owen Doyle. First time shot by Owen Doyle, great save great by James Talbot, but it's a shot from Theodore Doyle, it's 3-1 to St. Patrick's Athletic. Mark Doyle comes in left footed, hammers it and it comes off the studs of James Talbot into the goal, 3-1 to Pats. Bows are rocking here at Daly Mount Park. That Saints win was sealed thanks to that goal. While one goal was all UCD needed to register their first win of the season, they came out on top of a basement battle with Cork City at Belfield thanks to a Kieran Behan winner. A point each for Shamrock Rovers and Shelburne after an exciting 2 2 draw at Talla Stadium. And Moylan, brilliant from Moylan, he's got a player free on the right hand side. Brilliant. Shells are two up, breakaway goal. That was a wonderful play from Moylan. Jack Moylan in superb form again and setting Shells winger Matty Smith up for their second. But the Hoops got the draw thanks to Graham Burke and Roberta Lopez goals. Sixth place Sligo Rovers shared the spoils with seventh place Drogheda United after a 1-1 draw at the showgrounds on Saturday night. The equaliser was from bitter red forward Max Mata scoring his seventh of the season to stay one clear of Graham Burke and Chris Forrester in the league scoring charts. Derry City dropped to third after their 2-2 draw with Dundalk at Oriel Park on Sunday. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball This week on Match Day 11 in the Premier Division. First up, another Dublin derby for St. Patrick's Athletic and Shamrock Rovers who have dominated this fixture in recent times. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jay. Quick quiz. Last eight meetings with Rovers in Inchicore. How many Saints wins have there been in that run, do you think? Um, well, I know Chris Forrest has scored a header for us to win a couple of goals, but I think that could only be one. Saints flyer Jay McClellan proving to LOI match day that he's got an impressive memory. And we'll hear more about his views on Chris Forrester 
and what is a big week for his teammate. Tim Clancy's team have flipped their form after dropping 13 points in their first six matches. So, how are they now second place after four wins in a row? <laughs> That's a funny old game, football is. Like, I think, um, obviously, we weren't at it at the start of the season. I don't think we are up to the performance levels that we expect from ourselves. I think um, I think we had a lot of new players coming in and it takes a while to gel things uh, to get going. I think we've kind of clicked a little bit. I don't think performances have um, still aren't on the level that we want them to be at. But I think we're getting, we're grinding out results at the minute. And I think long may that continue. Now, I've been told by a few club supporters that McClellan's been the catalyst, something I put to the man himself. Yeah, I think I've kind of, I've been very good. I think obviously it's a, kind of a stats-based game so when you're playing on the wing and you score and you assist you kind of get the plot it's and maybe in some games I think even looking at the draw of the game I didn't actually kind of contribute to a goal on, on the on the stats but I was kind of involved in both of the goals and all the goals so our good form has kind of come when I've been in the team so yeah it's not down to me just solely me I think everyone's kind of raised their game the last couple of games Richmond Park will be another sellout for the visit of the champions and the 26-year-old told me that packed houses for all this season's games have given players extra motivation. It's unbelievable. I think kind of building up to Friday nights, you kind of you forget how big the crowds are. Like I think um, playing in Daily Mount there the other day, it's like I suppose in recent events, like I'd be on the wing and you wouldn't really be hearing anyone because there's no crowd on that side. But they're playing on Friday night. I think it's the new mono stand. Is all the Pats fans chirping away? It was great. It kind of gives you gives you a huge boost. And then going to all the other grounds, I think crowds are up. I think crowds are up everywhere. So it's amazing. Like, the last meeting between the sides in Tala on St. Patrick's Day ended 2-2 and really was a turning point for the Inchicore club. Can they go one better this time out and beat Rovers? Yeah, why not, of course. I don't think anyone in our group would be thinking otherwise. I think you have to have that mindset that you're going into the game winning it. I think if you go, in, if you go into the game thinking otherwise, it's going to... It's gonna come like that, so I think, um, yeah, we, like even looking at back at the clips of the game, like we did give up a lot of chances, but we did create a good few chances as well, and we frustrated them a lot of times. And I think if we work on the the moments where we are very good in the game, we work on them a little bit more. I think we can frustrate them a lot more, and hopefully get the three points that will keep us going, keep us onto a five-game win streak. It is a big night for Saints hero Chris Forrester. The midfield magician makes club appearance number 300 and it's not just the supporters that he's left dumbfounded in a great career on Friday nights in Red and White. He's just a top-class football player. Like in Some of the things he does on a Friday night is just speechless. I think it was the draw of the game where he's kind of just done this little flick and played the ball in between two draw of the players and I'm standing on the other side of the pitch and me and the fullback are just going, what has he done? Like, so you're kind of lost for words sometimes when you're playing with him. But for me, it's great to play with him because he kind of looks for the, the little one-twos that I look for as well. So we kind of play play in little pockets together and I can actually fall into little pockets that I know he'll find me. So it's great. You see him on the pitch on Friday nights and you think, what a player, but he's just as good as a person off the pitch as well. Hoop centre forward Rory Gaffney's out with a hamstring for that game while teenager Tommy Lonergan is suspended for the home team. A win takes Athletic to within a point of the leaders if they fail to get three points. In their 10 matches so far, leaders Bohemians have scored over two goals just once. And that was at home in a 3-1 win against this week's opponents, Drogheda United. 
Kevin Doherty's drugs have won just one home match in the last eight against the Gypsies and a win here could take them into the top half of the table. Neighbours Dundalk go to Shelburne hoping to end a four-match winless run and to build on the draw with Derry City. Shells will be looking to avenge the 2-1 defeat in March at Oriel Park where they had taken the lead. And they're in decent form with just a one defeat in their last six matches. Shells start the night in fifth, but just one point ahead of their opponents, Dundalk, in eighth place. Now, Derry City's bench last week contained a man yet to make his debut for the club and a man who City fans are very excited to see in action for the club. Colin Whelan's cruciate ligament injury has sidelined him since May when he was a UCD player, but after signing for City in November, he's on the verge of making his first appearance. Manager Rory Higgins will always put player welfare first. Yeah, Coley's an exceptional footballer. Um, I think if it wasn't for the injury, then we wouldn't have got him. I think he would have gone on the uh, bigger and better things. Um, he's getting very, very close. He's, he's looking extremely sharp in training. But we have to think of Coley and put his best interest at heart and, and, and make sure that we uh, progress him gradually um, because we know if we can get him up to speed uh, that we've got an absolutely exceptional centre forward on our hands and, and hopefully we can see that in, in the not too distant future. City go to second from bottom Cork City this week. They're a very good side. I know you say they're second bottom in the league but the, the league table is, is something that I haven't probably seen in my time in the league, it's incredibly congested. Colin Healy's team have won two and drawn one at home this season. And while they lost 2-0 at the Brandywell earlier this term, Higgins admits it was a hard-earned three points. We won 2-0 that night, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't a comfortable night. Uh, they had a few chances because of the issues. And, and, and they've got a lot in their locker. They've got players who can, who can do something at the top end. They've got physical presence. They've got athleticism. So... Um, they have good variety in their team and, and they cause you problems. So we know that we're going to be in for a very, very tough game. And, and Turner's Cross, again, like a lot of grounds in this league, is an extremely difficult place to go to. Their last home game, they beat Dundalk. Uh, so the crowd will be up and, and they'll be up for it. So we have to match that and, and try and stamp our, our own style on the game. Derry City were regarded as the main title challengers for Shamrock Rovers this season. They have struggled at times, and while it's early days, the manager is determined not to go a fourth match without a win on Friday night. You don't like not winning games, but you can see, as I said before already this season, teams have had uh, runs of form that hasn't been great. Um, and, and when you do show any sort of form, you can climb up the table pretty quickly. So uh, we aim to do that. As soon as possible, we know it's going to be difficult. We, we, our away record over the last couple of years has been exceptional and, and we want to keep that going. And we want to go down to Turner's Cross and, and imprint our style on the game and, and, and try and pick up a valuable three points. That's the aim. Those Friday night games all kick off at 7.45 and at the same time on Saturday, UCD go to Sligo Rovers with that win under their belt from last week. The Bit of Red are another club looking to break into the top half this week after earning just one win in their last six matches. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On Match Day 9 in the First Division, the unstoppable march of Galway United to the Premier Division with a 6-0 demolition of Bray Wanderers who started the night in second place. United faithful enjoy this evening's game. Gordon is deemed to have been offside. His cross to Chiesa and the ball somehow ends up in the back of the net. It's 
that type of an evening for Galway United. Ibrahim Keita makes it six. Ibrahim Keita set up for the last goal by American striker Vincent Borden, whose double on the night makes him top scorer in the league with seven. United leading by ten points. Waterford had to grind out a 1-0 win at home against Kerry to move into second and two points clear of Bray. Back-to-back defeats for Cove Ramblers after they lost 2-0 against Athlone Town, who had boss Gordon Brett in the dugout. Finn Harps continued to improve with a 2-0 home win over Treaty United, and Wexford got a first win on the road by beating Longford Town 2-1 from behind, thanks to an Aaron Dobbs double. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Kerry FC are up and running and edging closer to that elusive first win in their debut season in the first division. Manager Billy Dennehy wasn't the only person showing his appreciation for a dogged performance against an excellent Waterford side at the RSC last week. The performance was, you know, certainly something that the players could be very, very proud of. You know, Waterford are a fantastic side. They some very good players and, you know, we certainly left the right a look a little bit of times. But overall, the performance is very, very good and the work ethic and desire of the team and the, the work rate within the team and the way they played for each other was, um, you know, was kind of inspiring really for all the other age groups within the club to be looking at. Um, and when you consider the age profile of our team as well that we went with on the night, we went with a very, very young side. Um, you know, they did themselves a lot of credit and they performed really well. And I think that was kind of evident when we were coming off of the pitch. The, the reaction that the home supporters gave the players coming off the Kerry players was... Um, something I'd never seen before. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was kind of, uh, it was a great touch, really, to see, to see, I suppose, the recognition from the home sports of the effort of the young players that they put in. Dennehy was one of the most exciting wingers to grace Irish football and had much success as a player. But what has he learned this soon into his first season as a boss? Oh, so many, Stephen. Uh, to be honest, I every weekend I look over notes that I've written throughout the week, uh, and you know, there's so many key learnings there for me. I think, you know, the biggest thing is obviously. Um, you know, how small moments in the game can have a massive impact on the result. Um, you know, you, again, you are hoping that that will balance out throughout the course of the season. And then for me as well, it's probably just been more, I suppose, I, I'm a manager who likes playing the front foot and we like to, like all the underage teams I've played with would be very tackle-minded and we'd, you know, like to create chances and, and you know, kind of play at a high-intensity energy and press high up the pitch and counter-press high up the pitch. But, you know, at times, obviously, now with the team that we have and the position that we're in the club that we are, we obviously need to be a bit more pragmatic at times and be able to see out certain periods in the games if we're under pressure. And there are things that I've had to learn as well. I, I You know, there are things that I probably had to adjust to myself. And, and I think we have learned that as a group. Despite their position, the Kerry faithful support remains strong and Mount Hawk Park in Tralee is sold out again for the visit of the leaders Galway United on Friday. And then he is eager to repay the supporters. And um, you know, now that they have a team to support in Kerry is has obviously given everybody a big boost, um, you know, both economically and, and obviously, you know, on the football side as well. Um, but you know, there are things that were were I suppose fills us with pride, but also an expectation that we want to do well for these people. You know, we want to give them wins, we want to give them big performances, and we want to give them a good night out and an enjoyable game. And, and you know, that's what we work for every week. And, you know, no doubt about it, the support that they've given us um, so far throughout the year in a lot of tough games that we've had, you know, has been very, very much appreciated. And, you know, we will need that in, in every game this year. The scar tissue of that 9-1 defeat in the reverse fixture last month remains, but the Kerry gaffer analyses it differently now. You know, when you kind of step back and you analyse it a week or two later and you kind of see the resources that Galway have put into the club over the last probably three or four years, they're full-time professional now. You know, the Comer brothers are obviously, you know, fantastic guys who have a, a vision for the club and, and that vision is not in the first division. You know, they're, the resources that they're putting in and, and um, I suppose the, the pressure that they have is to be promoted this year. They probably, 
they have to be promoted this year probably in a lot of ways and they're playing with that intensity and you know they're so physically fit and they're good at the transitions and they're good in set pieces so they've got an all-around kind of um you know good element for this league for the first division for what it is you know they're very very good at it and and you know we know coming up against them Friday night will be another extremely difficult game that match and the other three Friday night fixtures are 7.45 starts Cove Ramblers can get back on track with a home win in their Munster Derby clash with Treaty United whom they beat 3-0 in March they'll be confident of remaining fourth at least as the team behind them at Lone Town go to high-flying Waterford the Blues haven't lost at home to the Midlands club since 2015 then Finn Harps make the 740 kilometre round trip to Ferry Carrick Park. The match is 6th v 7th in the league and one man hoping to make his 5th consecutive start is Wexford's Corbin Piper. Uh, yeah, I'd say more a defensive midfielder myself, yeah. Still able to score goals, though, I see. <laughs> uh, with, with my head, with my head. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I scored quite a few hitters uh, last season, actually, yeah. The 20-year-old from New Zealand scored three goals in 31 appearances for his old club, Birkenhead United, in Auckland. So how did he end up living in Carlow and playing in the Irish First Division. Yeah, well, I was playing in the top league in New Zealand and um, unfortunately over there, it's the, the top league's only amateur and um, I was, yeah, wanting to take my football to the next level and um, I really wanted to get over into European football and um, after talking with my agent, uh, yeah, we thought I should give Ireland a try and um, seems to be quite a... Uh, great developing league um, and lots of young talent coming through and uh, it's quite a physical physical league I'd say and I'm quite a physical player myself so I thought yeah why not come give Ireland a try and yeah here I am. Piper has felt the jump in standard since coming to Ireland. Yeah definitely definitely Um, I found I don't have as much time on the ball as I <laughs> used to over in New Zealand. So, yeah, I'm still adapting to that, but um, I'm getting used to the speed of the game now and um, it's definitely a lot more physical and, yeah, the quality in all the teams seems to be, like, fairly even and, um, yeah, all the teams are great teams, so... Yeah, The Wexford squad is on a high since the away win in Longford, but they're eager to make amends for their last home match, a 4-0 loss to Galway. Uh, well, I guess, um, nah, it's it's still in the back of our mind, but nah, we've, we've, we've pushed that away um, from us and we're, we're just focusing on, yeah, the next next few games ourselves. And um, yeah, it's, it's a very important next few games and uh, these... Uh, yeah, next three points are uh, very crucial uh, if we're wanting to stay in the yeah, top half of the table and make playoffs. The last game in the first division of the weekend sees Longford Town host Bray Wanderers on Saturday night at 7.30. They played out a scoreless draw last month and will both be hurting from disappointing defeats from last week. That's a wrap for this week's LOI Match Day. Safe travels to whichever game you're off to and I'll speak to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.